Football, the football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James. I'm joined once again by Mete. What's up, man? Hey, oh. All right. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to take a look at a crazy wild card weekend. Six great games, some of them close, some of them blowouts. We'll just recap everything from last weekend. Uh, and then I guess we'll just head right into the divisional round. We'll preview all the games. I guess we'll give our thoughts on who we think is going to win each game and I guess who's going to cover each spread. And then, yeah, um, we'll just, you know, take a look at our Super Bowl picks as well and see, I guess, how we f- still feel about them. And yeah, that'll be pretty much the entire episode. So um, yeah, let's just hop right into it. I will start with the wild card weekend. I will start with the first game here. Um, it was the Vegas Raiders against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals were obviously at home. And they got the job done in this game, 26 to 19. They win. I guess I'll look at the stats uh, for the Bengals first. Um, I guess Joe Burrow, 244 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Uh, In terms of rushing, Joe Mixon, 17 carries for 48 yards. Jamar Chase, three carries for 23 yards. And then through the air, Jamar Chase also added nine catches for 116 receiving yards. CJ Uzama, six catches, 64 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon, four for 28. And then Tyler Boyd, four catches, 26 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Um, I guess I'll just get your thoughts on this game. Um, Talk a bit about both teams, I guess. Yeah, kind of a surprising uh, outcome, honestly. Uh, For me, I was actually expecting the Raiders to win this. As the Bengals, we know about the curse. They finally broke it. And they've got a relatively young team. So, yeah, they did great couple of things that stood out for me this game was first the touchdown the Bengals got when the official uh, blew the whistle mid-play and it was if that happens the rule book states uh yeah that the play should be ruled dead they got to redo it but they stuck with it they get a touchdown from it and then yeah even with all the odds against them the Raiders they almost made a Great comeback at the end. They fell kind of short. They were in the red zone, but yeah, uh, not able to get it done at the end. And pretty good game, honestly, to watch. Yeah, definitely. That late interception definitely sealed the deal. Um, Great job on the Bengals defense. It came up really big in this game. I guess we'll get to the Raiders offense now. Uh, Derek Carr, 310 passing yards, a passing touchdown and an interception. Uh, in terms of rushing, Josh Jacobs, 13 carries for 83 yards. And Derek Carr ran one for 20 yards on the ground as well. Getting to receiving, Darren Waller, seven catches, 76 yards. Zay Jones, five catches for 61 yards. Hunter Ren- sorry, 61 yards and a receiving touchdown for Jones. Then to Hunter Renfro, he had eight catches for 58 yards. Josh Jacobs went four for 44. And Brian Edwards had three catches for 41 yards. I mean, just looking at this game, I feel like the Bengals were the better team. I think I picked them to win, but the Raiders to cover. I believe the Bengals won and covered. So, um, yeah, a great game uh, for the Bengals here. Um, honestly, uh, they're a good team. I feel like they were slept on a little bit. Um, but I guess getting into the next round, it's going to be really tough for them. Um, I feel like they might not have the experience that some of these other teams have. 
Uh, we'll definitely have to see if they can pull off another victory. Plus, not being at home for the rest of the playoffs is going to be tough for them as well. But yeah, great win for the Bengals overall. And then as for the Raiders, um, at this point, no one expected them to make the playoffs. I don't think they were in most predictions outside of most Raiders fans. But yeah, they got in played pretty well they they held one of the better teams in the AFC to a one score game so yeah uh, great job by the Raiders this year uh, we'll move to the next game Saturday night uh, the Buffalo Bills just really took it to the Patriots big blowout win in this one 47 to 17 um, I guess we'll start with the Bills stats here uh, Josh Allen 308 passing yards five passing touchdowns um, he also added six carries on the ground for 66 yards Devin Singletary, 16 carries for 81 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns. So big game for him. And then in terms of receiving, Dawson Knox, five catches for 89 yards and two receiving touchdowns. He had a pretty nice grab there in the end zone. Um, Stefan Diggs, three for 60. Isaiah McKenzie, three for 45. And both Gabriel Davis and Emmanuel Sanders had two catches. They went for 41 and 36, respectively, and they each had a receiving touchdown. Well, I believe an offensive lineman as well got into the end zone, Tommy Boyle. Um, I guess, Matty, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Bills and I guess the game in general? Yeah, uh, Bills are looking great. I was saying, I think, last episode or two episodes ago that the only thing that was scaring me before was the run game and they've gotten it going over the last month or so. So yeah, that's why I picked them as my Super Bowl candidate from the AFC. And I I was expecting a win like this, not like a 30 point deficit, but maybe a little bit less. But yeah, the, the Bills just really showed their dominance and what they're capable capable of yeah definitely i just feel like the patriots they didn't bring their a game as well i guess we'll get to their offensive stats uh, mac jones uh 232 passing yards two passing touchdowns as well as two interceptions uh, on the ground damian harris nine carries for 30 yards ramon j stevenson went eight for 27 then through the air kendrick Bourne seven catches 77 yards and two receiving touchdowns he was probably the bright spot in this offense Jacoby Myers went six for 40. Mondre Stevenson had four catches for 33 yards. Um, I guess just looking at this game, um, the Bills pretty much just dominated on it, on every aspect. Uh, offense, they were just able to get down the field efficiently. Defense-wise, they came up with key turnovers. Um, and I think special teams, they, they really didn't rely on their punting team at all from pretty much the whole game. So... I think it was just a matter of the Patriots just not uh, playing at their best. We've seen how dominant their defense has been throughout the year. We just didn't see it. We didn't see any pressure from the defensive line as well. I felt like Josh Allen pretty much moved through the pocket with ease. He was able to carve off big uh, runs as well. So, yeah, just everything, especially on the defensive side where the Patriots just wasn't there. And then as for the offense, I feel like Mac Jones had a pretty good game. I wouldn't put the two interceptions on him. But, um, yeah, there was just a, a – pretty big problem with the pass catchers not passing or sorry and, and not catching and and then the running backs just not getting enough work in my opinion I felt like their their run game was one of their keys all year they should have stuck with it um but yeah uh, end of the season for a pay for the Patriots a great year and yeah the the Bills are moving on to the next round so um great game uh, if you're a Bills fan and if you're a Patriots fan uh, just better luck next year so we'll move now to the Sunday slate I will start with the big win for the Buccaneers here at 31 
to 15 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'll start with the stats for the Bucs. Tom Brady, 271 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Uh, in terms of rushing, Keyshawn Vaughn, 17 carries, 53 yards and a rushing touchdown. Gio Bernard, three, 13 carries for 44 yards and a rushing touchdown. And then for receiving, Mike Evans, nine catches, 117 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Gio Bernard at five catches for 39 yards. Rob Gronkowski, five catches, 31 yards and a receiving touchdown. And then Tyler Johnson went two for 30. Um, Mete, let me just get to you on this game. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Bucs and I guess the entire game? Yeah, for the Bucs, they are kind of beat up and they lost a couple guys uh, yesterday. I can't remember. I think it was... was I think that? it might have been offensive lineman. Yeah, and then I think they lost uh, Vaughn or something. I can't remember. But anyways, they're getting even more beat up. And thoughts on this game, it was pretty much expected. Uh, yeah, they the 15 points they gave up came in the fourth quarter, and they were up 31-0 at that point. So it was a kind of like garbage time points for me. It, I don't think they were like uh, that concerned at that point as they had a 31-point lead. But yeah, the Buccaneers, even though they are beat up, they've got Tom Brady. It's got seven rings, so yeah, you can you can never count those guys out. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think uh, the couple offensive linemen that were banged up, uh, I believe they are going to play this coming week. And even if someone like Keyshawn Vaughn is out, I believe they are getting Leonard Fournette back as well. So um, definitely uh, looking upward uh, there for the Bucks. I guess just looking at this game. Um, I guess in the early portion, I just noticed the Eagles, they just weren't able to get anything done. I think they worked their way into the red zone in the second quarter and they just threw an interception. It's pretty much nothing was going their way the entire game um, until they're in the fourth quarter. They got some garbage time points, like you said. Uh, the Bucs just beat them in every aspect of this game. There's not much else I can say. And we know the Bucs are great Super Bowl champs from last year. They're trying to make another run at it. So we'll definitely have to see. Um, how they're going to look uh, in the next week and if they win, I guess, the week after that. But uh, let's get to the next game here. Uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, coming through to beat the Dallas Cowboys 23-17. to 17. Um, It's a very uh, tough finish there for the Cowboys. They had a chance to sort of get on the board there at the end of the game to sort of tie it or potentially win it. But obviously they were stopped by the, the clock. Um, we'll start with the 49ers offense, though. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, 172 passing yards and an interception. Um, in terms of rushing, Elijah Mitchell, 27 carries for 96 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Debo Samuel had 10 carries for 72 yards and a rushing touchdown as well. Um, and then getting to receiving, Brandon Ayuk, five catches for 66 yards. Uh, Debo Samuel, three catches for 38 yards. Juwan Jennings, three for 29. And yeah, uh, this passing offense didn't need to do too much. Um, I guess before I get to the Cowboys offense, I'll just get to you on this game. I guess, what are your thoughts, uh, especially on Dallas? Uh, just business as usual for the Cowboys. I mean, sometimes I wonder why I even pick to be a fan of this team as <laughs> For those who are in my situation, who were born after their last Super Bowl, they have, what, three playoff wins in the last 25-plus years, something like that. So, 
yeah it's tough and yeah like i said business as usual uh jason garrett gone mike mccarthy looks pretty much the same same cowboys and yeah uh they were really blaming the refs mccarthy and dak in their press conferences and i don't think they have the right to do that we've uh, the Cowboys were given two drives to take the lead at the end of the fourth, and they didn't come through with that. So, yeah, they need to stop pointing fingers and just focus on themselves, what they could have done better. better. Especially in the fourth quarter, after the uh, fourth down conversion with the fake punt, they kept the punt team on, and for like they ran the play clock down to 15 seconds, and then they finally took the punt team out. So. Yeah, I don't know what the heck was going on there. There's a lot of things that need to be fixed, I think. The run game was uh, pretty much non-existent. It hurts me to say this, but I think Ezekiel Elliott needs to be traded. His contract is too big for the production he's giving. I'm not a Zeke hater or anything, but I've been saying this since week one. He hasn't looked the same. And I think they got to use Tony Pollard more. The one drive they did use him, they scored a touchdown. So, yeah, he's he's a difference maker. I think he needs more touches than, what was it? He got six touches. And, yeah, yeah. the defense, I mean, they got a big takeaway at the end. But, I don't know, I was expecting more from them. They were giving up a lot of yards like they were all season, but. Uh, there was a couple of chances for them to get takeaways. And yeah, uh, another disappointing season for the Cowboys. Yeah, I'll just get to the stats for Dallas here. Uh, in terms of passing, uh, Dak Prescott, 254 passing yards, a passing touchdown and an interception. Like you mentioned, Bright Anger got that the pass on special teams there to get them the first down. Um, but yeah, really tough uh, either either way after that. Um, getting to rushing, Zeke Elliott, 12 carries, 31 yards. Dak Prescott, four rushes, 27 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Then in terms of receiving, Dalton Schultz, seven catches for 89 yards. Um, Amari Cooper, six catches for 64 yards and a receiving touchdown. Cedric Wilson, uh, five for 62, and just not much else. And the rest of the offense, yeah, like you mentioned, um, I guess the Cowboys, they should have ran the ball a lot more. Um, like you mentioned, Zeke hasn't looked the same. I've noticed that as well. Um, yeah, he just seems to not have that juice he used to have in previous years. Uh, maybe they do need to move over to Pollard. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, the time management just wasn't great. Uh, it's been like that all year, in my opinion, with Mike McCarthy. Um, I wasn't trying to disrespect the Cowboys by picking the 49ers outright last week, but they're just a team. Like I noticed in this game, they uh, they had guys. Uh, I don't even think Kittle had many catches. He probably only had like one catch in this game or something. He was blocking. He was blocking some of the corners, even like Diggs. Um, and some of the others, I know Kyle Juszczyk's really good. Like they were, they were just blocking everyone from the Dallas uh, line and the secondary. They just weren't able to start, stop the run. Uh, Eli Mitchell, the Debo Samuel, all these guys, they got a lot of rushing yards. So um, like you said, the Dallas defense, they, they just weren't able to withstand that offensive pressure, especially from the run. And uh, yeah, 49ers got a clutch win. And I think it was partly because of time management as well. So hopefully Dallas can clean that up for next year. 
Um, I think I forgot to cover the stats for the Eagles, so I'll just do that quickly before we move to the next game. Uh, Jalen Hurts had 258 passing yards. He had a passing touchdown and two interceptions. He also rushed eight times on the ground for 39 yards. Boston Scott got into the end zone on his one carry for 34 yards. Then in terms of receiving, Dallas Goddard was a big factor for the Eagles in that game. Six catches for 92 yards. Devontae Smith, four for 60. And then Kenneth Gainwell had five catches for 49 yards and a receiving touchdown. So yeah, like we said, not much for the Eagles offense, but hopefully we can sort of build on that for next year. We'll move into the Sunday night game. Uh, this game started out pretty close, but it just got out of hand as the game continued to go on. Um, 42 to 21, the Chiefs beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, getting to the stats for the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, 404 passing yards, five passing touchdowns and an interception. Um, he's just been playing out of his mind lately. Travis Kelsey also threw a touchdown pass. It was a two-yard pass to get into the end zone. Uh, in terms of rushing, Jarek McKinnon, 12 carries for 61 yards. Pat Mahomes rushed three times for 29 yards. Then in terms of receiving, Travis Kelsey, five catches for 108 receiving yards and receiving touchdown. Jarek McKinnon, six catches, 81 yards and a receiving touchdown. Demarcus Robinson, four for 76. And then Tyree Kill had five catches for 57 yards and a receiving touchdown. While Byron Pringle found the end zone twice on his five catches for 37 yards. And uh, I believe uh, a lineman scored as well. Nick uh, Allegretti, uh, he found the end zone on his one catch. So um, just boatloads of touchdowns here for the Chiefs. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it was another uh, Chiefs blowout. And I guess the warning signs were there. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they played. But this time, it was a bit closer. Last time. The one by 26 assigned 21, but yeah, it was business as usual for the Chiefs. Unfortunate possible ending for Roethlisberger, as he said, this is probably his last year. So at least they got into the playoffs for him. That was probably a, a great moment for him. But yeah, I mean, for the Steelers, uh, this offense with Roethlisberger last couple of years, it's just been a lot of uh, dink and dunks and against a good, let alone elite team, that's not really going to work, especially when your run game's not going. So, and your defense gives up 42 points. I mean, yeah, you can't expect to win many games like that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it was just tough overall for the Steelers. Uh, we'll get to their stats though. Ben Roethlisberger, 215 passing yards, two passing touchdowns for him. At least no interceptions in what could potentially be his last game, so that's good. Um, Najee Harris on the ground, 12 carries for 29 yards. And then uh, through the air in terms of receiving, James Washington, two catches, 37 yards, and receiving touchdown. Deontay Johnson had five catches for 34 yards and receiving touchdown. And Zach Gentry had four catches for 33 yards. Well, I believe TJ Watt also um, got a fumble into the end zone um, for the Steelers, but yeah, just looking at this game, I think we overlooked the fact that the Chiefs have such a dynamic offense. I mean, uh, we picked them to win this game, but I think we took uh, the Steelers to cover. Um, like you said, it was a bit of an oversight. Um, you know, we just didn't consider the fact that the Chiefs have been so dominant. I believe coming into this game, they had won like 10 out of their like previous 11 games, something like that. Like they've just been on such a streak. 
Um, they're a really tough team to beat right now. Uh, obviously, that early touchdown from the Steelers, um, that that kind of stuff happens when you have a guy like TJ Watt on your team. But other than that, the defense pretty much did nothing for the Steelers in this game. Just allowed a boatload of points, um, especially in the middle two quarters. Um, it, it just it wasn't even close. And um, yeah, the Chiefs look as good as any other team heading into the next round. So good win by them. And yeah, if this is Roethlisberger's last game, he's had a great career and he goes out with a, a no interception game. So I think that was pretty solid as well. I will move into the Monday night game now on the LA Rams, um, really taking it out on the Cardinals. They won 34 to 11. I guess getting to the stats here uh, for the Rams, Matthew Stafford, 202 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Odell Beckham completed a 40-yard pass in this game, so that's pretty cool. Um, in terms of rushing, Sony Michelle, 13 carries, 58 yards. Cam Akers, 17 carries, 55 yards. And Matthew Stafford had six carries for 22 yards, and he found the end zone on the ground. Um, and then in terms of receiving, Cooper Cup, five catches, 61 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Odell Beckham, four catches, 54 yards, and a receiving touchdown as well. While Tyler Higby had three catches for 46 yards. Um, Mette, I'll just get to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on this win by the Rams? Yeah, really good win. I was expecting a much closer game. And yeah, the Rams are looking like a completely different team as uh, – as uh, soon as they picked up Odell Beckham Jr., I think their offense has looked much better. And yeah, it's great to see him play this well. He was receiving a lot of slander when he was on the Browns, so I'm really happy for him. He's putting in work. The defense played great. And yeah, they're looking great going into next week against the Buccaneers for the Cardinals. Rough playoff debut for Kyler Murray. Two interceptions. A little over 50% completion percentage. The run game didn't get going. Uh, and yeah, he was... Kyler Murray was missing his favorite target in DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah, it was tough, but he's in what? Year three, I think, right now. So he's got a long way to go in his career. And it's great for him to get playoff experience. They'll be back in the playoffs, I'm pretty sure, as, yeah, Kyler Murray, he's a great talent. He didn't have his number one target, and it was tough for him. So, yeah, uh, rough game, but I expect the Cardinals to be back next season. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Cardinals played at their best. I think uh, we'll go over their stats now. Uh, Kyler Murray, 100. 37 passing yards. He had two interceptions. One of them was a pick six, which was unfortunate. Um, in terms of rushing, Chase Edmonds, eight carries for 28 yards. James Conner only had four carries. He had 19 yards, but he had a rushing touchdown, as he usually does. And then in terms of receiving, Christian Kirk, six catches, 51 yards. Rondell Moore, five catches for 32 yards. You know, Benjamin, two for 26. And then Zach Ertz had three for 21. Um, yeah, I think um, when it comes to... Um, but when it comes down to it, I think the Rams defense was just so dominant in this game uh, without DeAndre Hopkins. A.J. Green got primary coverage from Jalen Ramsey. He didn't even catch a ball in this game. Um, Christian Kirk did his usual. Uh, they had Rondell Moore going. But when you don't have a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, it's just really difficult. Uh, when Kyler Murray gets into trouble, he looks for him downfield. 
and he threw a couple interceptions that he, he shouldn't have thrown. Um, and then, yeah, as for Matthew Stafford, he probably played the best game that I probably could have thought he would have played. Uh, I mentioned he can't throw those interceptions if they want to win, and he didn't. Uh, obviously, I expected the Cardinals to cover, uh, even though I picked the Rams to win because I expected the game to be close, and that just wasn't the case. The Rams just blew them out of the water. So great on the Rams. They look great heading into next week. And as for the Cardinals, like you said, they should be back next year. They have a pretty young team. And assuming Hopkins can just come back healthy, and be that same dominant player he is. I think this Cardinals team has a great chance moving forward. And yeah, that's pretty much the end of the recap for the wild card weekend. So we'll move into the divisional round preview now. Um, I guess we'll start with the first game, uh, the first Saturday game. It's the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Um, I guess just uh, give me your thoughts on this game. The Titans are favored by three and a half. Just talk a bit about the matchup. Give me who you think is going to win and which team you think is going to cover. All right. So, yeah, Bengals finally break their curse. So that was great to see. The Titans, they're getting back the best running back in the game, arguably, with Derrick Henry. So, yeah, they should look much better. But I don't know. It's kind of a tricky one for me as I was kind of underestimating the Bengals last week, but now I really like what I see. They've got a great offense. Their defense is all right. I'd say it's close to average, maybe a bit better. But yeah, the Titans' defense is not the greatest as well. I'd say they're a bit above average as well. So I think this could be a great game. And the Titans' passing game has kind of been lacking this season but Henry will definitely help that so like I said it's a tricky one for me as for the spread I am actually expecting a close game so I'll just go with the Bengals and up picking the winner I don't know I honestly might go with the Bengals again uh I know Henry is back but like I said the Titans defense is nothing special in my opinion uh, Henry's first game back, he might be rusty. Who knows? Ryan Tannehill, he's kind of struggling this season. So, yeah, I kind of like the Bengals here. Yeah, for sure. I guess uh, taking a look at this matchup, um, I think both teams um, are pretty healthy. Titans have had the chance to get a lot healthier. I think uh, Trey Hendrickson's been kind of banged up for the Bengals. He, I think he is expected to play, though. I don't know if he's going to be at 100%. Um, yeah, I'm just, I think the only concern for me is the Bengals' offensive line. I think the Titans have three players with eight or more sacks this season. Um, they definitely improved on last year. Uh, last year, they just couldn't generate any pressure. Um, I'm not sure what that was, but it looks like the Titans are doing a better job of that this year. Um, their secondary was pretty bad to start the year, but I think they cleaned that up. I think Kevin Byard, Byard was a pro bowler this year. Um, he might have been all pro as well. So I think the Titans are, you know, they're looking more healthy. Um, they, they've had a, a bye week, you know, they're at home. Um, I think I like them to win. Um, who I think is going to cover, I, I think it's going to be a close game as well. I might go with the Bengals just because they could sort of backdoor cover the thing. And also what I've noticed about the Titans this year, they've won a lot of close games. I think they beat the Bills by like three. Um, you know, they had a close finish against Seattle earlier in the year. 
Um, they just played a lot of close games. And if they have a big lead, sometimes they allow teams to come back. And Joe Burrow's that kind of guy that can sort of bring the team back. We saw him do it against Kansas City. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the, the Titans to win. But I like the Bengals at plus three and a half. I definitely think they can keep this close. Um, and then we'll move now to the Saturday night game. Um, it's the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are favored by five and a half in this game. I guess, Mete, break it down. All right. So the Packers are coming off their bye, which they earned by getting the one seed in the NFC. The 49ers, like we talked about in the recap, they beat the Cowboys, and it was a close one as going into the fourth quarter, it looked like they were pretty much they pretty much had the game one, but came down to the wire. And yeah, they did have Nick Bosa. Uh, their linebacker got her. I'm blanking on his name Fred right now. Fred Warner, yeah. Yes, thank you, Fred Warner. And those two look like they'll play. I think Garoppolo picked up an injury, but he's been practicing as well. So looks like he should be in too. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a win against the 49ers in the playoffs for his career. So it kind of lines up against him. But, yeah, I still like the Packers here. Uh, They have the home field advantage at Lambeau. Their defense is really good. And they've got Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Great offense. So, yeah, I'm fully expecting them to win. I, f- I forgot the number. What was this? Sorry. Yeah, five and uh, a half. I think the fair five and a half, yeah. Yeah, I just remembered it. So I think it'll be close. So we'll go with the 49ers for that. But I think the Packers can win. Yeah, I guess looking at the matchup, um, I don't know. I'm just scared that the 49ers are going to do the same thing to the Packers like they did to the Cowboys. Um, if there's a way to sort of penetrate the Packers defense, it would be up front. So I'm thinking that the 49ers are going to probably try some of the same things that they ran against the Cowboys, um, getting a lot of blockers in there. I don't expect kill to make a lot of catches unless they're, you know, really far um, down in the game. Um, but yeah, 49ers, they're just going to try and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field as much as possible. Um, I still see the Packers winning this game because if it does come down to the wire, I think I trust Aaron Rodgers a lot more than I trust Jimmy Garoppolo with the ball. Um, I think even if the Packers are down in this game, they find a way to come back and win. So I will put the Packers through for the win, but um, I definitely like the 49ers to cover. I definitely think they have all the elements, especially since I believe Warner and Bosa, they avoided scary injuries last week, so they should be able to play. And I think Jimmy Grappler wasn't even on the injury report. So um, it looks like he's practicing in full from what I've seen. So, um, yeah, this 49ers team should be okay to go. Um, I probably would pick them to win outright, but they are coming off of, off of a short week. I think they, they only played Sunday and now they have to play Saturday. So it's going to be really tough for them. Should still be able to keep it close based on some of the players that they have and how versatile they are. But, yeah, um, I'll take the Packers to win and the Niners to cover. We'll move to Sunday now. Uh, the first game here uh, is the Tampa, uh, the LA Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, different spreads here, but I think for most of them, the Bucs are favored by three points. Um, I guess break down this one. Yeah, uh, should be a really good game as the Buccaneers are definitely favorites, but they're beat up. So I think the Rams have a solid chance of winning this. 
And like I said in the recap, uh, the Rams have looked much better, especially offensively with Odell Beckham Jr. So, yeah, they also got Cam Akers back. He went for like 95 yards last week. So it's even better for them. The only thing concerning for them was Matthew Stafford's play going into the playoffs as he's getting picked off a lot. But last week, no interceptions. So hopefully this week he can do the same. The defense looked great as well last week. For the Buccaneers, their defense played great as well. The offense played great as well. But I think their competition was worse than the Rams. And let's go into the prediction. This is actually a really tough one. I don't know. I think this is like the chance the Rams have as the Buccaneers are really beat up. But like I was saying before, it's really hard to bet against Brady as he's got seven Super Bowl rings. So, yeah, I'm having trouble, but. I think I'll just side with Brady and the Bucks as, yeah, that guy, all he does is win. And it's really hard to go against him. And for the spread, it was at three. I think the Buccaneers can cover that. It's a pretty low spread. All right. And I guess breaking down this matchup for me, um, I was definitely impressed by the Rams. I had them to win, but I didn't expect them to cover. They won and covered the game. So really solid by them. Um, coming into a Tampa Bay um, field um, where they've just dominated, uh, the Buccaneers have just been so solid at home all year. They've beaten a lot of big teams all year as well. I think the Rams have struggled with some of the bigger uh, teams, but um, I think the Rams are sort of playing their best football that they've played all year. Um, I think the, the only reason of concern for me with the Rams is their offensive line is a little bit beat up as well um, as the Buccaneers. And I think if Matthew Stafford gets a little bit of pressure, we know how good the Buccaneers defensive line is. Um, There's a chance he'll overthrow some receivers or he might throw some interceptions. So I think that's probably the only thing to worry about for the Rams. The rest of their game, I think, is pretty solid from what we saw last week. And then getting to the Buccaneers, um, it looks like Leonard Fournette should be back. It looks like the two offensive linemen that got hurt, they I believe they were practicing. Even if they're limited, they should still suit up. Um, whether they're going to be able to contain Aaron Donald and Von Miller, that's going to be another question. But um, at this point, I feel like both offensive lines are pretty banged up. And I, I think as for what it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to Brady against Stafford for me. I feel like, you know, that's that's where the difference lies. Uh, Brady's been able to get it done um, in many different situations. And I think just being at home, I think uh, a lot of um, home teams that win on wildcard weekend, when they go on the road in the divisional round, they have a lot of trouble. So I think that might happen for the Rams this week going on the road in Tampa Bay. So I'll, I'll take the Bucks to win and cover. I believe in Tom Brady's been doing it all his career. And I mean, he's an MVP candidate this year. He's playing some of the best football of his career. So um, I think I'll trust the Buccaneers to win and cover the three points. Um, and then the final matchup, Sunday night, Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. There's different spreads here. Um, I think the Chiefs are favored by two. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, this I think this is going to be the best matchup. And yeah, good job for the NFL as... They got it in Sunday night. I think that's the best time slot for this. And yeah, this will be a great game. The Bills 
Uh, great offense. The run game is finally going. Great defense as well. Uh, it really sucks they don't have Tredavious White as they lost him a couple months ago, but they're still looking really good. For the Chiefs, great offense. We know that. Uh, the defense is is all right, I'd say. Uh, they started off horrendous, but they've really picked it up lately. So that's great to see for them. And they're home. So, yeah, this game, I think, is a coin flip as I have no idea which way it will go. But for my prediction, I got to go with the Bills. Uh, I had them as my Super Bowl pick for the AFC, and I'm sticking by that. Uh, yeah, they are on the road, and the Chiefs, they've made the Super Bowl the last two seasons, so it's going to be hard, but I think they could be up for this challenge as, like I said, they finally got the running game going, and that was the last element missing to their game, I think. Yeah, for sure. I guess uh, breaking down this matchup, um, yeah, both teams. Um, if this was on a neutral playing field, I believe this game would probably be a pick em. Um, but yeah, the Chiefs are favored because they are at home. Um, I guess just looking at this game, both teams are very similar in a lot of different ways. Um, two good quarterbacks, playmakers on the outside, um, opportunistic defenses. Um, you know, like I feel like these two teams, um, you know, it's pretty much who, whoever comes to play is going to get the win. Um, I, obviously, I, I got to go with the Chiefs because they are my Super Bowl pick. So um, I'm going to ride with them to win and cover. Um, I know the Bills did win in Kansas City earlier this year, but I feel like at that time, the Chiefs defense, like they didn't have Melvin Ingram. Um, they, they just didn't look the same. They definitely cleaned up their play. Um, I believe they only allowed two touchdowns last week. Um, because one of Pittsburgh's touchdowns was a defensive touchdown. So um, it's not like they've been allowing a lot of points uh, generally from week to week. I think the only week they got lit up was the, the Joe Burrow game. But um, other than that, yeah, they've been solid. Nothing against the Bills. Obviously, they could easily pull out this game as well. I feel like that it could go either way. But um, I got to stick with the Chiefs, as like I mentioned, they are my pick for the Super Bowl. And I guess speaking of Super Bowl, um, we've got our – our picks in, uh, I believe, for the AFC, uh, you've got the Bengals and you got the Bills, and then you have the Packers and the Bucks. I are you going to stick with uh, Bills against Packers, or I guess uh, do you have a change of thought? Yeah, I'm definitely sticking with that. Uh, it's kind of hard for the Packers as we haven't seen them play yet, but I'm pretty confident in them still. I think they can get it done against the 49ers as. They did play earlier this season, and Aaron Rodgers led them to a great game-winning drive with, like, what, under 40 seconds, no timeouts, and they got a field goal out of it. So, And they were on the road, so this time they're home. It's probably going to be, like, a similar game to that. I'm expecting a close game, but still like the Packers. And like I was saying for the Bills, they're looking great. It sucks that they don't have Tredavious White, their best corner by far. But, yeah, I really like the way they're playing this season. Yeah, and um, I guess my matchups are uh, Tennessee against Kansas City and then Green Bay against Tampa Bay. I'll start with the AFC. I have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Um, 
I'll say that I still think that they will go um, just because if they face a, a Titans team, um, I mean, this Titans team did beat them earlier in the year. I believe that was Patrick Mahomes' worst game of the season. He also got injured in that game as well. He just didn't look like himself. And then when he came back from that injury, um, he's just been uh, lightning in a bottle ever since. Um, I think the Chiefs are a much better team from uh, back then. And I definitely think they can outscore the Titans. Um, so I definitely like my AFC side. And then NFC-wise is where I'm not as sure. Um, because Brady has pretty much owned Rodgers for his entire career, um, especially even dating back to last season um, where they did beat the Packers in Lambeau. So, um, yeah, that game will probably be a coin flip for me. I do think Green Bay, you know, I don't know, something feels a bit different about them this year. I feel like that they might be able to get past Tampa Bay, especially since the Packers have looked a lot healthier. So um, I think I will stick with my pick and I guess we'll see how it turns out. Um, if the Bills somehow upset the Chiefs, I'm definitely going to have to change my pick, though. So uh, we'll see what happens. And, yeah, um, that's pretty much the end of the episode. I guess you have any last thoughts? Yeah, uh, I mean, good luck to all the teams that are still in. It's going to be a good weekend. I'm expecting pretty much all the games to be close, but the two games I'm really looking forward to is the Bills and the Chiefs. Like you said, they played earlier and the Bills completely blew them out this time. I'm expecting a much closer game as that was early on in the year where the Chiefs were really struggling on defense. It kind of got it figured out now, so that should be a great game. And the Bengals and Titans, the two AFC games, are really intriguing for me as we get to see Derrick Henry back, but we also get to see the Bengals. They have a chance to go to the AFC championship. I mean, who would have thought that it would be in the second round of the playoffs at the beginning of the season? So, yeah, they're having a great run. And, you know, I wasn't really a much of a believer in them last week, but they completely won me over. And I hope they can get it done this week. Yeah, I feel like the, that spot, we probably predicted the Ravens would be there from that division. I don't think we expected the Bengals to be this good. Obviously, the Lamar Jackson injury threw a wrench into the whole thing, and the Bengals took advantage, and they made the playoffs, so good on them. Um, yeah, I, I just think there's some great matchups. I think, well, it'll be a better weekend for us, considering our teams got annihilated last week. Well, my team got annihilated. Uh, the Cowboys, not so much. They just sort of ran out of time, but um, yeah, um, it'll be a better week for us. We'll get to enjoy these games, uh, and yeah, it looks like four uh, good teams on each side, so um, yeah, this will be some of the best football we'll get all year. So I definitely can't wait for it. And yeah, that's going to be the end of this Fanatics football episode. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We'll post updated picks for all these games as well as NBA and NHL. So definitely check those out. We're also, uh, for this episode, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave comments, reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah, um, great slate of games for this coming weekend. I definitely can't wait. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.